Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of The Nerd Junkie. I am your host, Anthony Stewart, bringing you guys this amazing podcast. Uh, I tried to record this just a second ago and realized my microphone was not on. Me and my stupid self. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, uh, we're going to be talking about two topics today. We're going to be talking about uh, Sonic X and the history of Sonic the Hedgehog, as well as a little bitty fun fact history segment. segment of uh digimon so we're combining two different shows today and uh without further ado let's go ahead and get to it all righty guys so now we are going to go ahead and talk about the little history session of digimon we're going to get digimon out of the way first knock that out of the park and then we're going to talk about sonic x after the break so into digimon we go so for those of you that don't know what digimon is digimon is an anime series about a group of five kids who start off at summer camp you know they're technically supposed to go to summer camp because uh, i guess that's what they what they chose to do at the time um they they went off decided to do summer camp and Well, they're there, they're bored, they don't know what to do. One kid's just chilling on his computer. Uh, So, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? That would probably be about me, you know. But anyway, they're off in summer camp, they're doing their thing, and you get this mysterious-looking cloud. They don't know what it is. uh, It starts bringing some kind of weird snowstorm that wasn't even on the radar at that time. And it was summertime, and it was actually summertime during that. It wasn't really wintertime, so it wasn't the winter season at all yet nowhere near that but it started this weird blizzard storm that um apparently they weren't ready to bring their coats in or something but apparently it was mysterious so they didn't know what it was what was going on and a the the clouds then start to open up into some kind of vortex um they were shocked as to what it was but there was inside a snowflake there was a uh, a little digi device that was um that came out it looked like a little microchip thing with a little lcd screen but they thought it they thought it was weird they uh, didn't know what it was i probably at first didn't know what it was watching it as a kid I, I didn't even really mind that i was thinking man this is good this is cool digimon's lit you know i was thinking all that all those things as a kid uh watching the series and but anyway they had the uh, little digi the little digi devices in their hands they uh, then were sucked into the vortex portal and sent off to the to an unknown world with unknown creatures. Please pardon me right now. I'm a little bit stuffy. Uh, it's the it's the humidity out here. It, the humidity at the studio is just horrible. I uh, literally turned on all the fans in here because it's like ugh, it's so it's so hot, humid, and sticky. It's it's terrible. But um, anyway, I um, we moved on from there and. Oh, what did I just... I don't even remember what I just said. Hold on a second. Yeah, um, they, they were sucked... They were swept up into the vortex, sent, sent off to an unknown world with unknown creatures that eventually identifies themselves as Digimon. Um, and they identify themselves as the chosen Digimon. Oh, man, I am so stuffy. 
it's hard to breathe. Um, I have to breathe out of my mouth because it's because uh, I'm stuffy. But anyway, um, they identify themselves as Digimon and decided that they would to tell the kids that they were the chosen Digimon that were to lean by their side or something. Uh, the di- chosen Digimon that these children were to raise and were to evolve. Um, they one of one of them eventually evolves into Agumon, and there's another one that evolves. Uh, I forget the name of that one, but I haven't seen the series in forever. But uh, anyway, okay, so I have that. So our little fun fact for this for this series is Digimon was released in the same year as Yu-Gi-Oh back in 1996. Yes, this is true. It I did a research. It was released in 1996, the same year as Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, Pokemon, for those of you that are Pokemon fans, get ready because this is going to be tough to handle. Pokemon was released one year after Digimon and Yu-Gi-Oh was. It was released an entire year after in 1997. And was a remodel plan towards Digimon made by the same creators. So technically, Pokemon is basically a re- is basically a redub of Digimon and was made by the same exact characters. If you look this up, and you'll you will see that Digimon was made in 1996, Pokemon was made in 1997, and it will tell you that it was made by the same creators. So uh, you know. And this doesn't this didn't come from Wikipedia either. This came from uh, Google itself. So if you look it up in, on Google, it will come up and tell you that it was made by the same creators, and it was made by the same developers, the same creators in the very beginning. Then it switched over to different developers after Pokemon gained its popularity. So, which explains why it's still running today, and Digimon Fusion is not. So, because apparently Digimon died after Pokemon was released. So, you know, there's your answer right there. So, uh, we're now going to go ahead and go into a short little break. Do pardon me, I am very, very, very stuffy. We're now going to go ahead and go into break, and we will be right back. Have you ever wanted to record a podcast and did not know where to start? Have you ever felt lost in recording a podcast and wanted to be sponsored but didn't know where to start? My name is Anthony Stewart, and I am the host of the of one of a great podcast show known as The Nerd Junkie. Do pardon my stuttering. <laughs> but anyway, I do want to say that Anchor has so far helped me out with getting sponsored and getting everything set up, and it's easy as pie. Like, and I say that. For reals, it is it is e- as easy as it can ever get. Their interface is easy to use. You can uh, you can set you can set it up real easily, and above all, they are willing to help get you sponsored by using by using paid sponsorships from advertisements all over the world. 
Anchor is by far one of the best places to podcast. And if you are wanting to get some tips, you can check out Anchor. You can check out how Anchor works online, and you can check and you can check out my show here as I give tips and tricks on the show on the Anchor platform myself. Anyways, I'll see you guys around. Alrighty, guys, as you heard the tone, we are now in Game Corner. We're now in Video Game Corner. I welcome you guys to Video Game Corner exclusively on the Nerd Junkie Podcast. So um, we're going to go ahead and talk about a nice classic game. Uh, We're going to get in. Yes, we're getting into another classic this time. Uh, Don't worry. We'll get to the new stuff soon. Don't worry. We'll get there soon. But today, we just want to backtrack all the way back to the PlayStation 1. For those of you that don't know the PlayStation 1, uh, it was one of the very first PlayStation consoles that ever was released by Sony Enterprises. So, it was, so anyway, we're going to backtrack all the way to one of their most, it was a slow start, what started as a slow start, but eventually became one of their most iconic games to become a 3D free world platformer. So yes, take a guess. We are going to be talking about the one, the only, Spyro the Dragon. The one that began it all with 3D platformers. With, not just platformers, but with 3D games that was a free world. 3D free world games. One of the very first ones that came out on PlayStation 1. By far became one of the best games that that came out through word of mouth began and then began to sell over 250 million copies worldwide so by far one of the best one became one of their best-selling games right next to crash bandicoot um crash i'm gonna personally say right now once it was basically if you don't know the beginning the dawn of skylanders for those of you that are huge skylanders fans spyro the dragon when it came down to Spyro the Dragon, he was the very dawn of Skylanders. He was he was what the game that led into Skylanders and all this stuff, which I'm going to be personally honest. I've never played Skylanders, so I'm not... I played the original Spyro the Dragon. I love the original Spyro the Dragon. But I played it on my PlayStation 2 with backwards compatibility to play PS1 games and whatever. But... I played it on my PS2 at one time, and since you know, since PlayStation 2 was the first console that ever had backward compatibility, so um, I ended up using that to play the to play the Spyro game. Uh, I don't have it anymore, so I'm sad. Uh, apparently, that thing broke a good a good year a good couple years ago. So I mean, I still play it on emulators. I have my emulators like on my tablet, on my computer. You know, and I play it on those. I mean, though sometimes it's not good to do that and admit that, but I'm just saying now, I use an emulator to uh, be able to play the games on and, you know, just to live back that nostalgia of those games, you know, and it's great. Playing those games is great. Um, but anyway, it was released in 1998. It, of, it was released November of 1998 became 
no, not November of 1998, September of 1998. Ugh, I gotta get my dates right. But anyway, it was released September 23rd, 1998. Um, that was when the game was released here in America. It was released in Japan on September 3rd, 1998. So it eventually was a slow start. People weren't really, people looked at it and were like, eh. It's probably just another one it's probably just another game like crash bandicoot but then when there when the, when somebody when the, there was somebody that played it in japan word of mouth got out for it and it eventually started to create further sales and eventually went to america word of mouth got out about it in america and the game started to grow from there and the and by the end of by the end of 2001 they when by the end of not 2001 by the end of 1999 1998 beginning of 1999 excuse me, i gotta get my years right i'm sorry by the end of 98 and opening of 99 when sony released the playstation 2 the first spyro the dragon game and all of its predecessors sold about on all of its other successors sold about 250 million copies it's two and a half million copies. Uh, that's a lot of copies. I mean, that's like that's like your whole house full of copies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's like filling up your whole house pretty much with those games. That's uh, almost a warehouse. So, uh, but what I'm saying is, once word of mouth got out, more and more people started to buy it, um, and then they realized it was a better game than what they saw it than what they saw it as. They thought it was going to be another Crash Bandicoot or something, but um, then this, then they then once somebody played it, word of mouth got out, and they were like, oh, "Okay, well maybe it's worth trying." And then eventually, it sold 250 million copies by the end of 1998, as well as its predecessors when uh, they came out in 1999, right before the PlayStation 2 came out. So uh, the cool and the, like most people say, the cool thing about the PS2 is you could play your PS1 games on it. PlayStation 3, you can play your PS2 games on it. But I've never really put a PlayStation 2 game in there because I've never really had a favorite PlayStation 2 game. Um, I've, I've really had a favorite PS1 game, but never a PlayStation 2 game. So, uh, you know, there's your answer right there. That kind of has me curious. What if I put a PS1 disc in my uh, PS3 and see what happens? But I don't know. Um, but... I am hoping to get the game again just to have it, you know, put up in my collection somewhere uh, and, you know, put it, you know, I had it in my collection and it got wore out and destroyed. So uh, not by me. I had got it from a, a family member. It was already kind of used, already kind of wore out. I did the toothpaste and deodorant trick, which brought it back to life. I was like so happy. I was like, yay, I brought it back to life. So I, um, I played it. It works perfectly fine. The music... The music wasn't playing in the background because, uh, you know, the disc was destroyed. But I heard some of the music online, and it sounds pretty cool. But, uh, you know, it is, it is you know, Spyro the Dragon was a has-been, but it also worked out perfectly well and became one of the most iconic games on the PlayStation franchise. The, and it also became the dawn, like I said, it became the dawn of Skylanders. The Skylanders that we have today... They wouldn't be here without Spyro the Dragon. Just understand that much. But right now, I do notice in the fan base, there's this fight between 
uh, are you a Spyro fan or are you a Skylanders fan? I do notice that in the fa in the fan base, and I'm gonna just say stop it. Okay, they're both pretty much the, they're pro made. They're both predecessors of the same game, so really, it doesn't matter what it doesn't matter whether whether you are a Skylanders fan or a Spyro fan. The games are in the same franchise, so it kind of works out in both ways. <laughs> All right. So uh, anyway, guys, that's it for Game Corner. We will now go ahead and switch over to Sonic X. Alrighty, guys, we are now into the final topic before housekeeping. I welcome you guys to the to this section of the podcast <laughs> uh i i need coffee okay <laughs> it's it's like uh, one o'clock in the afternoon and i need coffee uh that's that's sad isn't it <laughs> that is very sad anyway i'm a very 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 sad man but anyway anyway we're now going to go ahead and talk about sonic x and get it out of the way then we will go ahead and go into housekeeping and end the episode um so anyway Sonic the Hedgehog topic. Here we go. Sonic the Hedgehog started his life on the Sega Genesis and Game Gear systems. This also includes the Sega CD, Sega Dreamcast. I don't think he was on Dreamcast, but he might have been. But he started his life mainly on Sega Genesis and Game Gear systems. His popularity grew and became a TV show in 1989. Not 1990, 1989. With Sonic Underground. Sonic the Hedgehog, the animated series however, was released in 1993. This, so from 1989 to 1993 was Sonic Underground. Then from 1993 onward to about 2006 was Sonic the Hedgehog the Animated Series. So that is by far a pretty long ongoing series. Um, I'm trying to think of another one. They also had the adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog also that, that went on um that went on for up until 2006 so they had both those shows going then um sonic x made its debut in on august 29th 2006 so this was a year after obviously hurricane katrina but on august 29th 2006 sonic x made its debut on four kids tv on channels 9 and 13 so for those of you that don't remember channel, you know, ABC and, you know, of course you remember ABC, it's still around, but four kids TV used to be on that channel, then went on to channels seven and 18. This was CW for funding was low on channels nine and 13. It was 2008 when it re-aired, when Sonic X re-aired on CW4Kids. Then in 2012, CW renamed the Saturday lineup of shows into Vortex. So Vortex went on from 2012, no, from 2011. I have the date wrong. 2011, of, of course I'd have the date wrong on everything. To, it went, it started in, 2000, in late 2011, early 2012 and ended in uh 2014 so because vortex went bankrupt the company that ran vortex went bankrupt and 
pretty much had to shut her down at that point. Um, nearing the end of Vortex's lifespan in 2014, Sonic X has already finished out with 74 episodes, ending with the final battle of for, for Planet Earth against the Metarax. Cosmo tells his friend that apparently he fell for, lost her powers, and became and became one with the stars after she passed, leaving pretty much leaving Tails heartbroken at that point. Um, basically, what happened with Cosmo is um, she lost her powers at that point. Um, she was already dying towards the battle. The battle was already ending. She was already dying. Um, for those of you that saw her, including myself, you were you were to think she looks really young, but that was because of her looks. She was actually, she was actually 256 years old. Okay, um, so that's like, <laughs> that's almost like Yoda, pretty much. But uh, she was Cosmo was about 256 years old. She was really a star that took the form of pretty much a uh, a mobian pretty much a star that took the th that took the life form of a mobian um and then because she was one of the many stars that were guarding mobius at the time and planet and then she and then her star apparently moved over to planet earth and she had but before she had to do that she had to take the life form of a mobian to help defend planet earth um it, it's confusing. It, it sounds really confusing. It's even confusing me even saying this, but this was based on my research. So, um, but she took the life form of a Mobian to defend planet Earth and planet Mobius from total destruction against the Metarax. Um, and I'm, I'm surprised I remember all this because this was years ago when I saw the show. I haven't seen the show since I was like, I don't know, maybe eight or nine years old. I think it's been that long and I'm surprised I remember all this. <laughs> so, um, it's been about 13 years almost. It's been a long time since I've seen the show and I remember all of this, but, uh, the Vortex ended up closing out in 2014 because the company that was behind the project went bankrupt. They filed bankruptcy and could not continue this and could not continue the Saturday lineup. So that means a lot of the shows that were on Vortex at the time or being aired exclusively on Vortex at the time got basically cut off, basically got canceled after uh, that day in 2014 and were completely shut off after that. Um, it then got replaced with, uh, I forgot what it was, um, something magical morning. I forgot what it's called, um, but it was all educational shows, all the educational stuff. Um, and I always, when I saw that, I thought to myself, my 16 year old self was thinking who would want to watch, uh, educational stuff on a Saturday, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was thinking who would want to watch PBS on a Saturday? Nobody would, but it was all, you know, but like, but likewise, a lot of good things like that do come to a sad ending, especially with, uh, shows being aired and things like and things like that so uh anyway we're now into housekeeping so i want to thank you guys so much for tuning in uh listening in on this episode it's been a blast i enjoyed you guys here like always 
Uh, if you have any questions about the topics we discussed today, just go ahead and leave them down and you know send me a little message here on Anchor. You you know voice message. Uh, leave it down in the comment section on any other platformers, or you can send me an email. My email is linked into the podcast as well on Anchor and everywhere else. You can just send. You can just shoot me up an email, and I'll be glad to answer your questions. So uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, don't forget to support us. Don't forget to check out our Facebook, our uh, tum- our Tumblr profiles, as well as our Instagram. Keep us just to keep you guys informed on news and anything anything related that comes up. Um, and also, it will also help keep you updated if we ever have a weather event again, like you know, obviously with Dorian, and we have to be and we had to be cut off. Um, so, and how long we're going to be on hiatus for if we're on hiatus? That if we have to be on hiatus. So anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in and don't forget to support the show as well here on Anchor and I will see you guys again next time. Have a great week.